Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossick, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome regular guests to our program, uh, regular guests for many years now, Frank Marinko, Managing Director of Empathinker Coaching Services, and uh, it's our, our fortnightly focus on perspectives on life. Uh, but firstly, welcome again to Frank Marinko. Oh, thanks, Henry. Great to be here. Oh, it's great to, to, to have you here, and um, we're moving into an era now, Frank, where... Uh, we can do a bit more. We've got a bit more freedom, I think. Is that the correct word? Yes, I think the the freedom is definitely on the way. I think people are, are feeling as though they're just getting out of this malaise. The last time we spoke, we were talking about the languishing, but I still think from my conversations with the public that there's still this lack of power in the community. Mm, mm, so, So this segues into today's topic, doesn't it? It does. You know, um, when I talk about power, I talk uh, about the the proration or, or the power is proportionate to the time it takes for your word to become reality. So the time power is proportionate to the, the, the time it takes for your word to become reality. And what people don't understand is the hidden power of their word. And if they could understand it, it would give them this vast access to increases in performance. What people don't understand about their word is that it has a complex unity. And by complex unity, I mean that our word is broken down into a a number of facets that if we don't understand Um, we end up feeling powerless, feeling as though we haven't achieved anything. And with that lack of power comes a great deal of unhappiness. And what I see, whether it's um, in the newspapers or organisations, is people consistently um, impose costs on themselves and their loved ones and their associates and their partners and the public um, by um, these actions that they take that aren't even in their self-interest. And all of these costs are invisible to us and them and hidden from our view. And what we're going to talk about today is exposing those costs and how we're going to get increased performance and well-being in all of the areas of our life. So what are the, what are the costs? Well, you know, the the costs are often our freedom, our self-expression, our happiness, um, our vitality, um, certainly money and time. Um, They're a few of the major reported costs because people don't understand the complex unity of their word and and in a way, and they don't understand – Um, how to actually maintain power around it. So when I talk about complex unity, uh, Henry, I talk about our word isn't just a thing. It's broken down into a number of facets. And if you can imagine, our word is a combination of what we say we'll do, what we know to do, what is expected of us, what we stand for, and the assertions that we make. And uh, these, the the ethics and morality and legality of, uh, you know, our organisation or our community is all 
underpinned in that area called, you know, what's expected of me. So people don't understand that when they're giving their word to something, they need to do a cost-benefit analysis on um, whether I'm going to be able to keep my word because the moment that you give your word to someone, some organisation, um, and you know that you're not going to be keeping your word, you experience this extraordinary loss of power. So, so, so yes, go why, ahead. So why do people knowingly give their word to people or organisations uh, in the knowledge that uh, they're not going to keep it? Why, why, do, they th- why do they do that? Oh, Henry, the existential question. And it seems that um, admiration is the highest coin in the realm. People will die to be admired, uh, to be well thought of, to be accepted. And then um, out of that, people will say the most ridiculous things or promises just so at the time they can look good to others. But the downside of that is that they're feeling terrible about themselves because they know that they're not going to be able to keep their promises. So what we do with clients is we actually have them go through a checklist and analyse where have I not kept my word and what's it actually costing me? And so, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to check on your checklist. Uh, Where am I not doing what I said I've done or doing it on time? Where am I not doing what I know to do? Where am I not doing what's expected of me? Where uh, am I not standing for what I say I stand for? And, you know, where am I making assertions that I can actually find no real evidence that they're true, and yet I'm putting these assertions out into the public? So, and ultimately, yes, go ahead. So, so from an organisational point of view, I know you do a lot of organisational coaching. Um, yeah. And it's experience, I think, a lot of people that are dealing with organisations uh, sadly come across, Frank, is that the sales team of an organisation have targets to meet um, and sometimes they over-promise what they're going to deliver on behalf of perhaps the other teams in their organisation. So you you buy what their message and down the track, because the salespeople are not responsible for follow-up action, it's the other people in the organisation who then cop the flack for what you could say is a, a, an overstretched promise. Now, doesn't that get down... That doesn't that get down to the hub of an organisation's culture and everybody being um, on the same page? It gets back to leadership. Oh, it does, Henry. But there's 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 a, a sting in this tale that I haven't yet told you, which oh. I'll tell you now. Is that um, when you're dealing with your word, the power isn't in keeping your word. The power is in honouring your word. So. The moment that I realize that I'm not going to be able to do what I said, I'm not going to be able to do what I know or do what's expected or um, do what I stand for, and I get in touch with the impacted parties and let them know now that I'm not going to be doing it or counter-offering, and then offer to clean up the mess that my not keeping my word has caused, all of a sudden, holistically, you're able to restore your word to that power again. Um, 
And, and, you know, as you know, in leadership at times, Henry, we've got to take on stuff that we have no idea about how we're going to deliver it. But we say, standing for the organisation or education, we're going to take it on. So when you're able to honour your word, uh, you're able to actually restore the power of that complex unity by letting people know that you're not going to be able to keeping your word. And, you know, research shows that people want to work with people who actually clean up their word because we all know there are times when the circumstances just uh, you know, have it that we're not going to be able to keep our promises. But when we're able to honour our word, all of a sudden, people have real power and they can start taking on enormous opportunities uh, because they know that they can restore themselves to workability. That's a, it's a fascinating topic, Frank. Uh, time, as always, gets away from us. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you and take that theme up further or, or work with you on other things, how would they do that? I found the easiest way these days is just to call me. Uh, my phone number is zero four three eight seven seven one nine five four. If I don't answer and pick up, leave a message and I'll get back to you normally within 24 hours. So do you keep your word or do you honour your word or do you do both? I, I, It's a combination of both, Henry. You know, I'm most powerful when I take on something and are able to keep it and get something delivered. But if something crops up, and uh, it makes it impossible for me to keep my word. I know that there's real power around honouring my word. But the downside of that is that if you keep doing that too often, uh, you become untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, you know, you've got to really, really use it sparingly. But it's empowering to know that you're not uh, stuck down a, a blind alley. Absolutely. Frank, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure and very informative. That was Frank Marinko, Empathinko Coaching Services. Yes, the, the, the subtle yet powerful difference between keeping your word and honouring your word. Fascinating. We'll take a short break. Listeners, don't go away. 